Welcome to The Chief Point, a radio ministry of The Church in Chicago. The name of this program is taken from Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. Here the writer directed his readers to focus on the main thought or essence of a particular section of the word. He writes that in all that is being said, there is a chief point. We encourage you to listen, follow along with your Bible, and ask yourself, what is the chief point? During this program, our phone lines will be open for questions, fellowship, or prayer. Feel free to give us a call at 773-478-0550. Let's begin our program tonight by opening our hearts to the Lord as we listen. Good evening and welcome again to our program on The Chief Point. My name is Marty Robert and with me tonight in the studio is Jeff Fern. Jeff and I have been members of the church in Chicago for over 30 years and we've been studying the Bible and are tonight focused on this wonderful book of Galatians. Before we get going tonight I'd like to let all our listeners know that we now have a website. If you've missed previous programs you can go to thechiefpoint.org and you can call up in both written and uh, audio. You can listen to the previous programs recorded on the Chief Point. So tonight we like to consider a very great matter in the Bible and that is focused on the word faith. Last week we focused on chapter 2 of Galatians verse 16 which says that knowing that a man is not justified out of works of law but through faith in Jesus Christ. We also have believed into Christ Jesus that we might be justified out of faith in Christ and not out of the works of law because out of the works of law no flesh will be justified. Amen. So last week we focused on this matter of being justified which we saw Martin Luther uh, recover this back in the 1500s and this was mainly a matter of how fallen sinners could be approved before God by taking Christ as their righteousness. Now tonight we like to focus on the matter of faith. If you notice in verse 16 he uses the phrase uh, we're justified through faith and we're justified out of faith. So this is what we like to explore this very great matter of faith in the book of Galatians. We know that faith is an important subject because this word faith is used more than 20 times in this book. But before we get into all the particulars regarding faith in this book, we'd like to clarify from the start or define what does the Bible say that faith is. And mainly it gives us two uh, ways of looking at faith and that is faith objectively Mm -hmm. referring to the contents of what we believe and then we also want to speak tonight on faith subjectively which refers to our act of believing our inner ability to lay hold on all the divine and eternal things so let's start tonight with uh, the objective side Jeff and get into uh, what is the faith you know in chapter 1 verse 23 it says that Paul at one time we know was persecuting the believers or the church and he was ravaging uh, those who held this faith. Now, 
uh, he was going around announcing or declaring or proclaiming the gospel or proclaiming this faith. So here in this verse we know this is objective. This refers to Paul was proclaiming the contents of what real Christians believe. And this is mainly focused on the person and work of Christ as the object of our faith. So let's talk about this. What is it that all Christians uh, hold to? What is this faith? So how about that, Jeff? Well, Marty, you mentioned the Apostle Paul, and he was one who preached the faith. In fact, many times people ask us, what do you believe? What is your statement of faith? Mm -hmm. What are the essential elements as Christians that we believe? Well, the Apostle Paul himself reiterated some of these points in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses uh, 3 and 4. Here's what Paul said. For I delivered to you, first of all, now listen up, what's first of all? That which I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he's been raised on the third day according to the scriptures. So one of the first things that Paul considers essential is that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he's been raised. All believers believe in Jesus' death. Also, all true believers recognize that there is only one God Mm -hmm. and that God was manifested in the flesh as a genuine man in the person of Jesus Christ. Today the word Christian is used very loosely. You even have people who say they're Christian scientists, but they do not hold this faith. They do not believe that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. They do not believe that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. And they do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Also as genuine believers, the common faith is that we believe Christ can come into us as our life and our person. This is the experience of being born again or being saved. Then as, co- as the common faith also has this element, that we believe the Lord will return and that believers will live with the Lord for eternity in the New Jerusalem. Right. So this is the content of the common faith held by all genuine believers. Well, we know that also in this book of Galatians, the word faith is used in the subjective way, and that's referring to our inner ability to lay hold of the divine realities. You could say simply, faith is our act of believing. We know in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says that faith is the evidence or even our substantiating of the things that we hope for. It's the conviction of the things that are, are not seen. So sometimes an unbeliever might say, how can you believe in something you haven't seen? Right. So... We admit, you know, we're human beings. Most of the time, even as believers, we all live in the same uh, realm of sight. We're here in a physical and psychological realm where quite often we go by the things that we sense according to our feelings, according to what we see, what we hear, what we taste. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, Paul says that believers should uh, walk by faith and not by sight. So what is faith? Faith is, it's another sense that we have within us. And this sense gives us an inward ability to be able to touch and see and sense all the divine, spiritual, and unseen things of God. So uh, sometimes as believers we say, I really sense the Lord was with us or the Lord's presence. And sometimes we might say, oh, I really saw something fresh when I read the Bible. I saw some new uh, divine revelation. 
or even the Bible says we should taste and see mm -hmm. that the Lord is so good. Mm -hmm. So how do we do this? This is through faith. In this way we substantiate or lay hold of the divine and eternal things. Well in Galatians this way of faith is mentioned a number of times. We saw last week we are justified by faith. And uh, in Galatians 2.20 it says that now we need to learn to live by faith or walk by faith. Mm -hmm. And we know that our beginning was we received the Spirit by mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. And then day by day we are supplied by faith in Amen. chapter 3 verse 5. So we have really a blessed life that we're not only living in the physical or psychological realm, but we can also live in the spiritual realm, touching and enjoying the divine and eternal things by the sense of faith, by the exercise of our spirit of faith. Even uh, today, what are we doing? We're awaiting the hope of righteousness by faith. In fact, at the end of this book of Galatians, it says that, uh, so many other things are not that profitable or don't avail that much. There's one thing that really avails or is so profitable, and that is faith which operates in us through love. And finally, in, in chapter 6, verse 10, Paul says, uh, Who are the believers today? What is the church? It's just a household of faith. It's those who have faith, who can exercise this believing ability to substantiate all the divine and eternal things. Marty, you pointed out that the word faith <clears throat> is used over 20 times in the book of Galatians, but also faith is talked about in many other passages in the New Testament. In particular, there's a very good verse in 2 Peter 1.1 that talks about that God has allotted or apportioned to each of us faith. So faith comes from God. Right. It's not a natural resource in our being. In many other places in the New Testament, also in the Gospels, the Lord... Jesus himself spoke about faith. He said once that he'd heard of no greater faith in Israel than in that brother who believed in him. And then the Lord also said about his apostles that sometimes they were of little faith. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard, then the woman who was healed, who came to the Lord seeking to just touch his garment, he told her, your faith has healed you. And then to repeat Hebrews 11.1, 1, that without faith, it's impossible to be well-pleasing to God. Right. Faith is so important throughout the whole New Testament. You could say it is the unique way for New Testament believers to contact God, to grasp the things of God, and to lay hold of God. Today we're not the law keepers. We're not uh, under the law. We are those of faith. And we have taken this way that Hebrews describes to be well-pleasing to God. We exercise our spirit of faith. Mm -hmm. In uh, Hebrews 11:6 says, "Those who come forward to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of mm -hmm. those who diligently seek Him." Well, we know that uh, this chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, gives mm -hmm. us a really good testimony of many who took the way of faith, even throughout the Bible, ones like Abel and Enoch and Noah. Mm -hmm. But probably uh, the most significant one is sometimes referred to as our father of faith, and that's Abraham. Uh, maybe you could mention, Jeff, how, why, why would uh, people call, or why does the Bible say that Abraham is our father of faith? Well, when you read the book of Genesis, Marty, you realize that Abraham was a typical heathen. Abraham was in a land of idolatry. He was in a land where they were not worshiping the one true God. Abraham was not a believer. He was an, un he was an unbeliever, a right. heathen. 
But the Lord appeared to him. If you read Genesis chapter 12, you realize that God appeared to Abraham and called him. And Abraham responded. And so as you examine the New Testament, we begin to understand that this response of Abraham to God's word, this believing in Abraham, is called faith. Mm -hmm. So Abraham then becomes the first person to ever be accounted righteous before God by believing God's word. And Galatians tells us then that he becomes the father of faith. In fact, it tells us in Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know then that they who are of faith, these are sons of Abraham. And verse 9 says, So then they who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So Abraham was the first, and he becomes the father of all those who believe God's word by faith. This is very good. Faith is the unique way that Abraham took. It's the same way that we, as the sons of Abraham, are taking today. This is simply a way of believing in all the, uh, the person and the work of Christ. In fact, Ephesians tells us this is the way we're saved. We're saved through faith. Mm -hmm. right? This is the way we're brought into a union with Christ. And this is such an important way that we need to continue throughout our whole Christian life. And this faith, Marty, is a response of having heard something. Hearing the word of God produces a response in us. And Abraham was the first one to hear the actual word out of God's mouth. And in Galatians 3, it keeps repeating this phrase, the hearing of faith. Faith comes out of hearing. And Abraham was the first one to hear God. And this hearing produced a believing in his being. This response, this belief in Abraham is the genuine faith by which God accounted him as righteous. Well, Jeff, let's take a little break. And when we come back, how about we answer this question? How does one get faith? And even as believers, if we have faith, how can our faith grow? You know, one time the apostles asked the Lord or even told the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. So when we come back, let's talk about this. How do we get it originally? And then how can our faith increase and grow as believers? Looking for a Bible? Come to Chicago Bibles and Books right off the Kennedy Expressway on the northwest side of Chicago. We carry everything from the smallest, thinnest Bibles to ones with the largest print. We have Bibles in many versions in over 25 languages. Whether you need a study Bible for yourself or a gift Bible for a friend or relative, we can help you find just the right one. Come see us at Chicago Bibles and Books, 3931 West Irving Park Road, or give us a call at 773-478-0550. You can also visit us at our website at biblesandbooks.com. Welcome back to the Chief Point. Uh, before we go further tonight, uh, Jeff, I'd like to uh, let all our listeners know that this uh, program is sponsored by the Church in Chicago. It's a radio ministry of the Church in Chicago. In fact, we'd like to invite all our listeners, if you're enjoying this kind of fellowship, we have this kind of fellowship every Lord's Day morning, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and that is at our new meeting place. It's right off the Kennedy Expressway at Irving Park in Pulaski. Our address is 3915 West Irving Park Road. And you're more than welcome to join us. In fact, we have 
meetings in four different languages in English, Spanish, in Chinese, and Korean. So if you would like to join us on the Lord's Day morning, you're welcome. Uh, in fact, uh, we have people right now uh, at, at the church meeting place taking uh, phone calls. If you'd like to call us to have some prayer or fellowship tonight or more information regarding this program or the church in Chicago, you can call us at 773-478-0550. Okay, Jeff, let's go on. Uh, before we had the break, we mentioned that we'd like to ask this question. How does a person get faith? Where does faith come from? Uh, to begin, let's, let's consider... First of all, that faith is not something we are born with. It's not something of our own natural ability. No one was, uh, has this believing ability from the time of his birth. Uh, sometimes people might say, wow, I wish I had your faith or I wish I believed like you did. But uh, we know that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that uh, we are not the author. It says Jesus is the author of our faith. He is the author and the perfecter. So faith originates not with us, but with him. Uh, faith comes from this source. It's from the Son of God himself. So, uh, and practically, in Romans chapter 10, it tells us that faith comes by hearing. And hearing, specifically, uh, the word of Christ. So faith is a believing ability that comes about whenever a person hears the gospel or hears the word of Christ. In fact, in Romans 10 there, it mentions that a person is saved once they call upon the Lord's name. Amen. Then it says, how can they call if they don't believe? But then it goes further, how will they believe if they have not heard? So hearing is so crucial with regard to this matter of faith. So how does a person uh, get faith? Faith comes through hearing, hearing the word of Christ. When we hear, the Lord as the author originates this believing <coughs> ability in us. It causes us to appreciate the person of Christ and begin to, we begin to treasure him and there is a reaction or a response in us and this is our believing, our faith. So this is how we get faith. Then maybe the second question we were considering was uh, can our faith grow or increase or is it possible for faith even to be uh, lost or decreased? So maybe we could address this question. The New Testament makes it very clear that faith is a commodity. Faith is something that you can have more of, and faith is something that you can have less of. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Right. So faith is something that can be increased, or else they wouldn't have asked him. Then we have a wonderful example in the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 5. And it's talking about the, uh, our brother Stephen, who was martyred. And it said, Stephen was a man full of faith. Why wouldn't you like that to be... Uh, on your gravestone, Marty, that Marty was a man full of faith. Sure. Well, you know, today I could be full of faith, mm -hmm. and maybe tomorrow I might have some of my faith leak out. Because when we read in First Timothy, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he warned him that it's possible to have problems with your faith. In fact, he told Timothy in chapter 1, verse 19, holding faith and a good conscience concerning which some, thrusting these away, have become shipwrecked regarding the faith. Faith is a commodity that you can have a lot of, and it's related to our conscience, but it can leak out. Whenever there's an offense in our conscience, there will be a leakage, and our faith will leak away. Right. The Bible also talks about holding faith, pursuing faith, 
Paul even said, I have kept the faith. Mm -hmm. So Marty is ones with, who have believed in the word of God. We heard the word of God. Faith came into our spirit and we believed God. We have to be careful to maintain a being full of faith and that our faith doesn't leak away. But the reason we're emphasizing this so much tonight is it comes from the book of Galatians. Paul kept reminding the Galatian believers about the hearing of faith. And the hearing of faith, as I said before, is in opposition to this matter of works of the law. Still to this day, many people think that the way to please God is by doing good deeds. And with the gospel message, we say no. The way to please God is by faith. And the way to have this faith is by the hearing of the word of God. Right. Uh, earlier we mentioned that Peter said that our faith is something very precious. Yes. So we do treasure our faith and we need to take care of our faith day by day. We need to take care of this believing ability. So originally faith came to us when we heard the word of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now as believers we need to continue in the word. And even the Hebrew says we need to mix the word with, with faith. faith. Amen. So every time we read the Bible, even uh, sometimes it's good to have a practice even reading it out loud. And when we read, uh, we should mix the word that we read with faith. And this just causes our faith to grow. So uh, the Bible, our Bible reading is a very good way, practically speaking, to cause our faith to grow and increase. And another way I'd like to mention in chapter 5, verse 6 of Galatians, is that says that faith operates in us through love. Amen. And this is really a precious verse telling us that if we want to keep our faith so vital, so operative, we have to keep our love for the Lord so fresh. So when we see some aspect of Christ or we begin to uh, appreciate some, uh, some of the Lord's work for us or something that he is to us, we should tell him, Lord, we love you. And the more our love is so fresh toward the Lord, the more our faith is so operative. Amen. Marty, another way to keep our faith growing and keep our faith supplied is to be around people of faith. Right. This is why Christians meet together. Paul told them, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Whenever I gather with this, the other believers several times a week, my faith is increased. Sometimes my faith is low and I'm dry and I come together with the other brothers and sisters who believe in Christ and my faith is sparked again. I get full of faith by being around others who are full of faith. You consider if you are with Steve and a man full of faith, don't you think that that would affect you? Some of his faith would bubble over and get into you, Marty. Yeah, sure. So by meeting with the saints, this is a way that our faith increases. You know, another way, Jeff, you know, in the epistles it says that we need to build ourselves up in our, our most, most holy faith. faith. So how do we do that? We need to exercise. To mm. build ourselves up, we need to exercise. And quite often we think of building ourselves up maybe physically, <laughs> but uh, spiritually it's good to have an exercise of faith. You know, Paul said, I believe, therefore, therefore I, I speak. Amen. Right? So in the same way, uh, we as believers need to have the speaking of faith. One very good way is to proclaim the gospel. Amen. Right? Not only the hearers, uh, the unbelievers that we would speak to have faith imparted into them as we speak, but even we ourselves, when we speak, this faith is increased in us. So uh, this is a very good exercise. Another way is simply praying in yes. faith. Amen. Even uh, telling the Lord, Lord, I believe in you. I believe your word. I believe your blood. Mm -hmm. I believe your promises. Mm -hmm. uh, praying in this kind of way of faith, this exercise of faith, keeps our heart full of believing, keeps our heart fresh, 
and keeps our faith so active. When we pray, Marty, we're speaking out loud. We hear our own words. When we go to the church meetings, we hear the word preached by others. Back again to Paul's word, the hearing of faith. By hearing the word of God, by hearing the faith of others, our faith increases and grows. And so again, when people say to us, Oh, I wish I had your faith. You wish you had my faith? Then come with me and hear the word of God. When you hear the word of God and you hear the speaking of faith, faith grows in you. So I think in conclusion tonight, we just have to thank the Lord. Amen. Not only we have the contents of the faith, uh, all the items, the precious items of our faith and what we believe, but the Lord has also given us a spirit of faith, a heart of belief, and uh, we can continue on our whole Christian life. Hopefully we'll be like Paul, and we can say at the end of our days, we have kept the faith. Amen. Tune in again next week as we continue our Bible study and discussion on The Chief Point, a radio ministry of the church in Chicago. If you enjoyed the program tonight, we would like to hear from you. For questions, discussion, or simply to pray, our lines are now open at 773-478-0550. Again, 773-478-0550.